Hey, y'all, welcome back. If this is your first time uh, watching or listening, wherever you're listening or watching this from, who am I? I'm Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder of Kingdom Creative Counseling. That is a mental health agency located in Greensboro, North Carolina, okay? I am a licensed therapist with over 16 years worth of experience. Uh, I love what I do for a living. It is my purpose and it is my ministry because counseling uh, people from a clinical perspective and a, and a faith-based perspective is a ministry. Uh, I have written over 60 books. That means I, and my goal is 100 within the next five to 10 years. I have all kinds of training courses, diddly dallies and everything in between. Okay, welcome. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, wherever you're watching this from. I have a podcast and some of you may be watching this via my podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a really, really good one. It's called Codependent No More. That is a very classic um, topic. And I want to take you on a journey through a uh, through a, a biblical uh, perspective. And I, I say that because this topic is heavy. Um, most therapists uh, truly understand, have been trained in how to help people deal with codependency. Um, however that looks, wherever we find ourselves in that. However, what makes me different is because I am a Christian, I do understand spiritual warfare and how uh, the world, the spiritual world works as it relates to our emotional, our mental, and our spiritual health, and it relates to our relationships. And so I'm not going to be the typical I'm going to give you more of um, how codependency is really an issue of spiritual warfare is what I'm getting at. Um, uh, my pastor, and I said this before in Maryland, um, um, I used to, I'm from Maryland for those who don't know, and I lived in North Carolina many years, but I never forget when I was in my early twenties, my pastor uh, said, singles, let me take you to the side. Even though codependency is not necessarily an issue of single people only. He said, let me, let me have a meeting with you guys. And so we did. And uh, he said, listen, if God wants to elevate your life, he's going to send you somebody. Uh huh. And so if God, and if the enemy wants to uh, distract your life, He's going to send you somebody. And oftentimes relationships, what holds us back, what keeps us bound, uh, what stalls us, what distracts us is our relationships. You can pinpoint where your life took a turn for the better or for the worse by the relationships. And so I believe that relationships and the issue of codependency is the issue of spiritual warfare because the enemy knows the power of relationships and how they so are so impactful. And so he will send us wrong people with wrong relationships. Remember I said before, everything that attaches itself to you is not from God. Everyone that says, I like you is not liking you from God. Some people are a part of a demonic agenda and it's meant to distract you. And oftentimes what I will teach you is, is also meant to uh, take you off your position of authority and cause you to, to cause you to cause you to submit to a lower or a demonic agenda. Anything that's controlled, manipulative, or uh, or backbiting in, in, in that sense, intimidating to you is a demonic agenda. And so I'm going to come with you when I say codependent no more from that perspective, which is going to be very different from your traditional therapist. However, I'm going to set some groundworks here. Okay, I'm going to recommend to you two books. I'm not affiliated with these therapists. For those who don't know, I did say in my last, uh, I think I did a Bible tag about books I love to read. I love to read books and still uh, train my ear from other people who are more successful or more knowledgeable in the area that I am. It helps me to become a great therapist is to study uh, the greats, okay? And so there is a classic book. And again, it's, it, it taps into the spirituality, but it's not fully. It is really straight codependency. And that is this book by Melanie Beadle called Codependent No More. This is a classic within the uh, the clinical or this, the mental health world. 
you, if you ever find yourself in a relationship where you find difficult to let go of, you want to find yourself in the, with this book uh, by Melanie Beadle called Codependent No More. I believe it is life-changing. This is why this book was an international bestseller. It is a considered a classic. I think this is over, this this book itself, this is the new version, but I think the book itself, um, the manuscript is over 20 years of age, uh, over 20 years, also 20 years of age. <laughs> it's over 20 uh, years old um, because it's just that powerful. So classic, get it, okay? And even if you have not been a codependent relationship, you more than likely have, and you may not have identified it as such. One of the things I've said um, in previous, I don't remember when, child, because I say so much. <laughs> in real life, I'm not a talker, but as far as like what I do and writing and stuff like that, you get what I'm saying. Um, Oftentimes, you can look at what's going on in your world and in, in our lives and our relations and find a biblical explanation for it. Okay, a biblical explanation for it. However, it's not going to say codependent in the Bible. Cause we, cause the language changes, but the symptoms and the criteria remain the same. Get this book, y'all. Shout out to Metal Melody Beetle. Okay, other book that I absolutely love is this book right here. Again, this is by another uh, um, therapist. This book is this this book is the newer version, but again, it's a classic book by Melody Johnston. She has been a licensed psychologist in the clinical world for over thirty two years. This is um, this is a great, great book. I'm going to read you just some quotes from the book before I get started and what I have to say just to set the foundation. I've actually used this book and I've had clients, oh my God, that sounds like me. And we, you know, sometimes I do different things in therapy. We don't always just sit and talk. Sometimes we'll take a book and we'll look at the different nuggets and points of the book and just discuss it. We don't just sit here and read because we can't just, you know, your insurance and your clinical, <laughs> we just can't do that because it's not going to work. Okay. But sometimes we'll take different things and different themes and I'll give therapeutic homework about uh, about different things and we'll discuss it in our next session. And I've done that with this book called Disentangle for those who are listening to this via my podcast, which is available uh, where everywhere podcasts are, are you know, our, our platform that because <laughs> i record this for youtube but then i also goes to my podcast as well it's it's called um disentangled when you lost yourself in someone else great book y'all uh by uh therapist nancy l johnston licensed professional counselor come on here now let me go ahead and just read just a few tidbits now i'm going to go into my stuff because like i said i'm going to add into the the spiritual and the, the issue of psychological or even spiritual warfare as it relates to codependency, right? But I'm just going to read maybe first chapter and she defines disentangled. So when remember codependency is an entanglement, not, not the same as, you know, Jada and, you know, what, what's his name? You, you get what I'm, we're not going there. It means something that is attached and it is entangled itself onto you or with you. And it's difficult to let go of. And so she says, when you are uh, to disentangle, it means to you find yourself, uh, it means to find yourself when you are lost in someone else, to create an emotional space between you, between yourself and another person. So you are able to see the realities of your situation and make healthier decisions and to not necessarily leave divorce or end the relationship, but rather create enough space and to establish a stronger sense of self so that you can then decide what to do about a relationship that you are entangled in. When we are mostly over-involved with someone else, we lose our sense 
and our way, our senses. That's how you know you've been in a codependent relationship. You have lost yourself. You do not recognize who you are as a result of being in relationship with this particular person. Remember, you can be entangled in a career, a family that's in t- that's that's codependent on each other and a relationship. We are going to highlight relationships, but again, people can think, "Well, I'm not in an entangled relationship, but I'm single." But you could be you can be entangled and codependent on something that's not you know. You get what I'm saying, okay? Our thoughts become focused on the other person, whether we want them to be, whether we want them to be or not. Sometimes we justify those thoughts, believing that if we don't worry about the other person fix things for him or her plan his or her life or do what he or she asks of us then things will be terrible sometimes those thoughts become paralyzing we feel that we can think of nothing else that we must immediately do something to be in contact with the other person to impact his or her life and our life course through their eyes We feel awful. We are nervous, anxious, and agitated. We set aside important work. We set aside important people. And we set aside, most importantly, ourselves. Okay? Uh, As the entanglement process, we lose our way. There's a difference between, I talked about this, because I've talked about this before, um, between uh, codependent and interdependent. When you are codependent, you lose your sense of self. This is why when you're around somebody and that person is controlling, manipulative, and you've been in relationship and covenant agreement with them for a very long time, you 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 wake you can wake up and say, "Who am I? Why am I here? Why am I with you? I don't even like you." See what I'm saying? Okay, let's keep it moving. Uh, uh, our interaction with the other person become complicated confusion more frustrating and more angry remember god tells us that he is not the author of confusion every good and perfect work comes from him and there is no variation or shadow of turning it simply means that when god has something for you it is a perfect fit you don't lose yourself you become interdependent not codependent so when you're interdependent you meet someone that is iron sharp as iron you become a better version of yourself you like you more, not because of, of, of how they see you, because you met your match. And now you you, you met your match in the sense of you you, you ignite each other's fire and your full fuel for purpose, right? Okay, now Melody didn't say Samaria said, I'm just going in between. I'm just ad living here. We believe that the we believe um that more of this same behavior on our on our part, trying to explain and resolve a given problem, which will produce the results that we desire. So we continue on and things always get worse. Everyone is upset. No one is getting what they think they want and we are entangled. Okay, we're still talking about codependency. Entanglement happens in various relationships. Spouses, parents, children, bosses. Entanglement can can occur with anyone with whom we lose our centeredness or our balance in our interactions with him or her. We don't have to be related to the person or even know his or her name to all of a sudden be emotionally attached to making our point, to defending ourselves, to getting him or her to do something we think he should or she to do. And we often can't seem to let go of these thoughts. Our focus narrows and our blood pressure rises. God is not called, God ain't sending you nobody that's gonna send you a whole bunch of stress. God is going to send you 
brothers and sisters, a problem solver, not a problem. I think that is really important to say because I've been raised in church all of my life. They teach us as single women and sometimes guys too, but they just give us this hard time. Oh, you're supposed to meet somebody and they have to be needy and they have to need you or they need help and you were supposed to help them. And then we find ourselves in entangled relationships because you're supposed to help them. No, God sends you a purpose partner. Okay, a purpose partner, not someone who's broken, busted, and disgusted, can't hardly be trusted for you to help them to figure out who they are. That is the work of a therapist, and therapists are masterful at setting healthy boundaries because we understand that we don't fix you, we come alongside you. But but there's a there's a there's a reason why people get master's degrees and PhDs to help people, okay? Not you trying to rescue somebody from their own poor choices. Come on here. <laughs> I had a very long day. It's only 12. It's only one o'clock. And it's been a little bit frustrating, okay? But so I'm going to go keep. <laughs> okay, so this is because people are codependent, uh, adult children of people with addiction, people who love too much, people who believe, who don't understand loyalty and its truest sense. I talked about uh, 10 signs you attack your loyalty to toxicity, which is not God. And so if you don't have a balanced view of loyalty, watch this, you will find yourself in an entanglement with somebody who really doesn't even like you. Sometimes people are looking for somebody to use. Like they don't actually like you. They don't like, it's a, you know, it's a hard thing. It's not a hard thing, but it is a hard thing. When you come to, to realize this person wasn't ever really loyal to me. They liked me because of what I could offer them. And you don't have to offer them much. Some people are entitled to what I said on that on a, a reel recently, and they need someone to take care of them. And they see what's in your pockets. They see your influence. They don't really see you as a person. They like the idea of having you in their corner. So you like to have the idea of having Dr. Samaria in your corner and knowing her. And not that I'm known, but you get what I'm saying. I'm using myself as an example because it makes you feel better, but you don't see me. I've had people like they only call me when they want something, got to have something, got to borrow something and they're launching something like a business or a brand or or because you know that I'm that girl that I'm going to invest in someone else. And so I had to learn these things myself. Okay, being emotionally or physically hurt in relationships, we have a need to fix others. We want to get out of a relationship and we can't. We feel like they, they have to be in control of everything. We take care of others more than ourselves. You got to love you. Two people you got to love first before you love someone else. You got to love God first and you got to love you. When you love you, when you love you for real, not on paper, not what you tell people, when you love you for real, for real, for real. Sometimes that's a process depending upon what you've gone through and experienced in life. When you love you, you're not putting up with certain things from certain people. Let's keep it moving. Um, we mold, they mold themselves according to how they think others want them to be. I call this shape-shifting or mirroring with the, with the intention of deception so they mirror you and they pretend like they love the god that you like god like you love god they pretend they know scripture like you know scripture they pretend these are great pretenders these are these are actresses and actors they are great pretenders and you you fall in love with a delusion not a real person a, a hallucination you get close the closer you get to you realize it ain't real all right, come on here. Focus on the external and an inability to say no. The number one thing you can do and how 
pretenders expose themselves two things that i say this is uh again this is me pick up this book y'all it's good it's written i love when because you know when you're an academic person or you're a therapist sometimes you get real clinical and you get real spacey and then <laughs> we don't understand what the heck you saying this book is really good because it writes things in layman's terms okay what was i saying um i don't remember <laughs> but um so what was i saying y'all i didn't lost my thought of frame of thought um anyway so get this book by melanie um inability to say no oh yeah that's what i was saying so i was saying this uh how you start knowing people for who they are because remember i always tell people sometimes you don't meet people you meet their representative you meet the person that they want you to see and they've already shape-shifted that's why you gotta be careful interviewing people and stuff like that in this social media age you really gotta use some discernment but the number one one of the ways is what you start uh seeing who people really are is when they stop being consistent but they were never consistent to begin with they had an a, a agenda but just say some tell someone no that's it you will still i'm telling you look at look at some of the relationships in your life that kind of went awry nine times out of ten you told the person no no i can't no you can't do that no you can't borrow that no i'm sorry i can't i can't do that for you nine times out of ten that, that person that said no it, it started to put a wedge in between other thing i'm telling you you cannot hide jealousy or envy long term all jealousy and envy is the root of the spirit of pride and so you start just having a conversation with your friend, good girlfriend or good guy friend or whomever and he's oh my goodness god whatever god gonna bless you with he bless you with a new car bless you with a contract got actually a little bit of money um something just extra happened and you start getting that oh what you realize at the end of the day wait a minute You start getting that slow shade. Just start getting blessed. You start seeing people who really, who, real, people who for who they really are. Just start, or, or you start making moves. I wouldn't do that if I was you. They start minimizing, or they don't like the way people see you or perceive you. They talk about you behind your back. They start saying, "Oh, he know all that. She know all that." Right. Just start getting blessed. See what happens is, and I was thinking about this the other day. Like you can have a friend and y'all are right here at your brokenness. Or maybe you were raised like like me in poverty. We were just raised, we were just popo. Okay. And you have that friend and y'all are dreaming about what life will be like in the future. So you may say, girl, when I get my graduate, when I get my little money, when I launch my business, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. And it doesn't have to be superficial. Or when I get healed, man, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna have a good relationship. I'm I, I'm gonna, but you you start learning that. One person is all talk, no game. I mean, they, they they talk a good game. No receipts. You may not necessarily be a talker, but you got receipts because your work, what you produce now speaks for itself. And so while, while they're talking a good game, you're behind the scenes working. You're working on yourself. You're reading. You're going to conferences. You're you're you're, you're figuring out how, how this happened. You're taking a class here and, 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 and going to maybe an entrepreneur meeting here and you and you slowly are meeting people and God is putting people in your life and you you slowly start seeing a little progression. Maybe you maybe your money stop acting funny and it starts staying where the way you laid it last. You understand what I'm saying? You and you and you slowly you start progressing. And and sometimes God will bless you before he blesses them. Sometimes all they were were all talk. But God just starts slowly begin to releasing things in your life. And then you start realizing who was for you because if you like me if i'm I, if you get if you get your brand new whatever first 
if you get your brand new car, if you have a career, if you got a new, I'm a, I'm a celebrate with you rocking hard. And it, it doesn't take away from, I'm not going to be jealous because it doesn't take away from me. If, if God going to bless you and I'm not, I'm working similar steps. He may not bless us at the same time, but I'm still going to be next in line. Maybe not next, next, but if my time is coming. But when you, when you start saying, listen, all right, let's talk about codependency. That's another topic for different times. But we peep game, peep game. Everybody gonna, everybody is not going to, this is what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, Samaria, when I open the doors for you, I'm gonna open up some doors for you. He said, everybody is not gonna be happy about your growth. Sometimes, listen, listen. <laughs> Come on here, okay, codependent. So let's talk about me. Okay, let's talk about more of my stuff, not me. What I had to say, uh, my throw my little my little my information into the bucket here from a, a spiritual perspective. Remember, a codependency first and foremost. The Bible says we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Our fight is not against a person; it is a demonic agenda meant to keep you distracted and bound. The enemy, who is really at the at the helm, has a vested interest in keeping you distracted. And keeping you bound. When you are bound, you stall and you delay. And the people that are supposed to come behind you, that's supposed to be in positions of authority, that's supposed to be helping you, they get delayed and denied. Not denied, but they get delayed. Okay? The demonic agenda, demonic agenda meant to stop you from your kingdom assignment. It's a spirit of competition. Remember, sometimes people see what you do. They don't see behind the scene. They're not like my pastor said. They want your per they, they they want your position, but they don't want your process. They're not submitted to the a process of anything. They just thought it. So they start looking at you, right? They talk, do that. That's easy. Well, if you can, my brothers and sisters have that. They don't see the work that's required because they're entitled. They want blessings and promotion and promise without a W word called work. My pastor, my old pastor, uh, years ago, he said the only time you get success. Before work is in the dictionary. And God, all right. Uh, it is a spirit meant to observe authority over you to cause you to relinquish your authority. Where there is a Jezebel, uh, my brothers, which is a spirit of control, manipulation, jealousy, envy, and competition, there is always an Ahab. Now, Ahab does not start off being Ahab. You're not born and Ahab, a passive person, you are relegated that through who you are in covenant relationships with. Mm -hmm. Now, Ahab can be a woman and Ahab can be a man. It's a, I mean, it's a spirit. Okay. Years ago, Lord said, Samaria, I want you to study on the spirit of Ahab. And I said, okay, Lord, so I did. I said, well, why? He said, I want you to discern that's a spirit. So, so was a Jezebel, a, a spirit of uh, a, a manipulation, power, and control. It's a Jezebel, but watch this. A Jezebel can be a woman. Uh-huh. And it could be a man. All right. I'm preaching good today, y'all. Or oh, I'm talking good because I don't really, you know, do all that. But anyway, it is a false agenda rooted in a demonic uh stronghold. Stronghold, something that's gonna keep you bound. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Are signs of codependency. This these are my signs. Uh, I may repeat some of uh, melodies or uh or uh, Johnson here, but this is what scenario uh, has observed. One, it is always rooted codependency, which I, I'm gonna post a link to a book called uh about soul ties. 
um, because when we use the word soul ties, again, that is a very spiritual word that we use in the Christian world. Codependency and soul ties mean the same thing. So if you pick up any of these books, um, they're not going to say soul ties. But remember, sometimes our language change, but the symptoms are the exact same. So we just use different languages or we may use a clinical term or whatever. So I'm going to post a link to my book called Soul Ties. I wrote that book back in 2000 and I want to say 10 or 11. Uh, and I wrote that book because I began to observe people that I was in relationships, not necessarily couple, like relationships, but people that I was um, like giving wise counsel to and they could not get out of maybe early now. I want to say 2008, maybe 2009. But I was trying to school them to say, hey, this relationship is not of God. And I was hearing people say, I have a hard time letting go. And I couldn't understand that. And it was because it was it was a soul tie. So I'll post a link to that. Uh, if you're listening to this via my podcast, again, uh <laughs> it is still available i don't know how to link books to my podcast okay my other my my other podcast back. but it's a spirit of control mind will and emotions if it's what you have come into covenant agreement with okay and you can have a soul tie with someone you have not been sexually uh intimate with so don't think well we we, we was getting it in and our souls connect that's one way to have a soul tie but there are other ways it could be emotional intimacy it could be um again that covenant agreement with someone's on the, you someone on the phone with you and they begin to profit lie over you god gonna have us to build this great uh, uh building and it's gonna be a great business and i am called to be i told y'all about false prophetics when someone's a false prophet they look at you they see the hand of god on your life they are covetous over uh, your position of power your position of uh of prominence and your position of authority and they may be want to in a subconscious way exert authority or put themselves in a position of authority that god has not ordained for them remember positions of authority are preordained by god and someone can't just come along uh based upon their lustful spirit say i'm supposed to be here next to you that's just not how uh, that's supposed to go okay all right so it's based on control mind will and emotions is as an ungodly uh covenant agreement okay uh two uh you relinquish you're relinquishing your sake of self for the sake of others basically with same thing with that melanie beetle says same thing that Nancy L. Johnson says, anyone else who uh, talks about codependency is that you lose your sense of self. You know, oftentimes uh, for those who are watching that you're a therapist, when you're trying to counsel someone or maybe even a couple uh, when they, they don't have an individuality, even when you get married, um, the Bible says to become one, but you still should have your, you're not going to be the exact same person as your spouse. You're still going to have your individual wants and desires, but you're still coming together. But when you're in a, in a codependent relationship, you don't know who you are other than what the other person has defined of you. That's why when you are in a, a relationship with someone's codependent, they begin to speak word curses over you. Without me, you can't do this. I'm the best thing. They just do all kinds of crazy stuff. Word curses. I, I got ahead of myself. Word curses or demeaning statements. I'm only with you. Because I was, I saw you needed my help. Or oh, you just so silly. You, you can't do anything without me. They minimize what you can and cannot do because they have attachments and they want to control you. You cannot live without me. You can't do this without me. If you leave me, you'll never find anyone else better than me. That's Those are word curses. And I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to stop now. And I want you to remember this. Every word curse can be broken. The Bible says that Jesus became a curse on the cross so that we don't have to become uh, a, 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 a victim to this curse. You understand what I'm saying? He be key. He already rectified. So when you are, uh, if any of this identifies with you, you need to speak out loud. I break the covenant agreement. I break 
the covenant agreement. It doesn't matter if there was no verbal, if there was no written contract, you made a verbal contract illegally in the spirit realm. When you continue to allow someone in your ear and you, you don't, you don't, uh, um, you don't verbally say, no, that's not what God said. Sometimes remember your silence is your agreement. So someone says, you can't do this without me. I can't do this without you. I'm supposed to be in part of your life and all these crazy things. And if you don't annihilate or just disallow those words being spoken over you, your silence is coming into agreement with a demonic contract. That's why it's hard to break free from these covenant relations because you have a demonic contract that you have to break in the spirit realm, but you also have to break it verbally and say it out loud in your prayer time. In the name of Jesus, I repent. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm going to say how it needs to be said. I repent for coming into a covenant agreement with that demonic person, with that demonic agenda. I repent in the name of Jesus and I break the covenant agreements that I came unto. I break the covenant agreements in the name of Jesus. I break every, I break every blood contract. I break every uh emotional contract i break every spirit contract that's that dwells in the spirit i break it now in the name of jesus because you can have a, 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 a ungodly agreement with someone they 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 left they spit the venom and they left they are in uh wisconsin somewhere and they still have control because there is a covenant agreement all right financial control that is another thing that people like people do they will they by fraud <laughs> by fraud or by, sometimes people abuse you by uh by financial reasons they take all your money they steal they defraud come on here or um i was listening i'm not gonna take the celebrity's name but she's in a relationship with this guy and she was making all this money and he and she just had to give all the money to him and she kept saying you took all my money that's financial abuse. Okay. And I added that there because a lot of times people don't think about that perspective. Someone keeps uh uh keeping you bound because they want you to lose your own, use your own money, or they just they steal. They just are frauding people, they steal from you. And uh and you gotta pay back what they listen, let me know. Okay. So uh, another codependence, you are afraid of speaking up. You may not necessarily be afraid, but you just don't want to deal with the argument that's gonna come across. You don't want to deal with the, the level of foolery and drama and chaos and arguments that's gonna come as a result of just telling these people no. So you just kind of keep bending, you keep bending, you keep I apologize for stuff you ain't do. Okay. Adult tantrum. Now, doctor, uh, or or I don't think she's a doctor, but uh therapist Nedra Tawab, she's out of Charlotte. Uh she wrote a book um about uh, she wrote a book called Boundaries. And she also wrote a book about, and I don't remember the name of about um, toxic families. I had the book, I started reading it and I have so many books I have to read. I have not, I have not um, delved into it, but the part that I've read so far is really, really good. Well, she talked about having adult tantrums. You don't want to deal with someone who has adult tantrums uh, and pick up her book. Just, re just um, um, Google Nedra Tawab. And she said, adult tantrum is cursing, yelling, explosive reactions. You know, you just tell them something you're calm about. They, ah, you know, go. I had somebody do that to me. <laughs> the Holy God who said, tell me to walk away. He said, Samaria, walk away. Because I don't, <laughs> I know I'm a therapist, y'all, but remember, I'm a human being. Sometimes people be trying me, you know, and I, I have pretty much 
you learn through life wisdom and your own triggers. So you sitting there trying to have a conversation with someone, even if we don't agree, there should always be a way that we can conversate. I'm not going on, 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 all that kind of crazy stuff. We just feel to say, hey, this is how I felt. This is how I felt. We move on. But you know, when you deal with somebody that, that's that's about that foolery, when you try to have a conversation with them, they take it there. They go there. Well, I don't care. They got to go on, on, on. They fighting and carrying on. And, Hon, that's an adult, but you try to avoid all that, okay? But they have uh, explosive reactions that is not necessary. Why are you yelling? Why did you raise your voice at me? I know you're not raising your voice. So I had someone do that to me. I'm gonna take my business. I take my business right. So I was just telling them, no, I don't. I don't really agree with that. That's literally what I said. I wasn't going through all kind of changes. No, I don't. You know, okay, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I just wasn't my thing. But you know, you you better. Sh- Oh, girl said, you better shut up. What? So anyway, the Lord said, the Lord, so we don't, I don't deal with these people no more. <laughs> he told me I got real high. Talking to. So I, the Lord has told Samaria, keep your words for you. Walk away. When you are around people that can trigger you like that, just don't be around them because you're not going to pop off out of your mouth with me. And I'm a real chill. If you know me in real life, like I talk when I have to, I'm real quiet. I'm real chill. I don't do that disrespect. I really don't. <laughs> Threats, intimidation, silent treatment, refusal to let go. I always say gaslighting. They do stuff and they and they they can be sly about it, but they they can be they do something and they make it your fault or they want you to question your own sanity because of what they did. There's a there's a movie that came out. It's a black and white movie. I want to say it maybe in the sixties. It's free on YouTube called Gaslighting. That's where we got that term from gaslighting um the meaning of put downs or they're minimizing um your success oh don't take all that he ain't all that oh you doing that you know i i, I told the story when i first started my private practice of um people saying oh how's your little business going on how you with clients you try <laughs> you try okay spirit campaigns they will go to your family, your friends, and social media and smear you all because you set a boundary. No, you cannot stay in my house. <laughs> no, I will not um deal with you anymore. And they will switch that thing around, honey. And you don't you the worst thing walking, you suspect, you you know what I'm saying? They they and they have alligator tears and people who have no discernment. Oh, I didn't know Samaria was like I didn't know John was like that girl, really. That's why you don't do gossip. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to not lose my time, but uh, uh, just another way to really handle that. Like, that don't sound like John. Come on, let's call them together because we got to get this straight. It don't matter if you don't have John Doe's number, we got to make sure we deal with this. They like, oh, if they really lying, oh, no, 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 no. All right, <clears throat> remember, remember this, y'all. Everything that tries to attach itself from to you is not God. I think Christians sometimes are the least uh, uh, discerning people. You got all this Holy Ghost and your Holy Ghost don't tell you this person is not sent from God. You can preach, prophesy, <laughs> word of knowledge, call out last four digits, people's social security number and their last four digits of their credit card, you know what street they live on, but you can't discern a demon. Come on now. It's your way. Point number 10, you have difficulty leaving or starting over. Okay? Difficulty leaving or starting over. Let's, let's continue on here. Uh, codependent people tend to, again, are people who are the controllers tend to be, are uh, um have 
or people that are the controllers and or the people that who find themselves in being controlled tend to have trauma related to the past. It could be childhood or their adult past. Okay. There isn't such thing as traumatic losses as well. Uh, rescuers, caretakers, people who have the white knight syndrome. I've been all kind of teaching on this for the sake of time. Now I can go into detail, but the white knight people, the people that don't set boundaries, you think everybody's supposed to like you. Uh, they don't properly vet people or adhere to the warnings of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the in the non-Christian, we call these red flags, and the Christian, we call these red flags for the from the Holy Spirit. I've always said this, and I will say it again: how someone treats other people. It's how they will treat you eventually. Okay. Uh, so we ignore those red flags or the subtle, small suggestions of the Holy Spirit. That's what my previous pastor said. We just ignore it. Because the Holy Spirit, when, when I, I did a teaching called How to Hear the Voice of God, when God speaks to you, it's not going to be this big, booming, my child, this man is not for you. Go forward. And Jesus. Like, he's not going to do that. You just know. You know, this, this I mean, yeah, I eat, but you don't fit. And most of the time we compromise because it don't seem like it's that bad. But trust me, honey, it gets bad. <laughs> By the time you get done, you be like, listen, I, I ain't never. Lord, I, <laughs> I never. Um, manipulators, uh, people who believe in loyalty. Now, you should believe in loyalty. That is a godly concept. Uh, but you don't hand loyalty to someone that you don't know or just because you're impressed by their words. Remember, people, when you, but not, and I say that because I'm not, known on social media but i am successful on paper like i really am not bragging i'm just saying i am and i've noticed that oftentimes when you slowly start becoming a little more successful people are always watching you and they pretend like they don't and so now you become almost like a prey or someone that becomes susceptible to predatorial people because you are successful and they want what you have they want your position they want your they want something from you Okay, and so if you believe in loyalty, you hand someone someone that's so precious to somebody who is not loyal. They want your stuff. They're not consistent. Um, fear of being alone. Sometimes, uh, can we just talk about us? I'm not old. Okay, and I know I look like I'm younger than I am. <laughs> I look good. I do. I know it. Okay. Um, but you will find, and I found this in, in people that I was friends with that I went to college with, as we are old, getting a mature age, we tend to compromise because when you're young, I'm not, not going to settle for this. I'm not going to settle. After a while, you're like, well, well dang. <laughs> you start thinking, well, dang. Um, and then you start compromising for something, somebody like five, 10 years ago, or even three years ago you wouldn't and it's really rooted in fear but remember god's going to give you the desires of your heart this is for relation god will give desires of your heart but you only delay your process even further if fear is involved a lot of times we find ourselves in relationships that are not of god because of our fear of maybe because people start looking at you like side eye what's wrong with you why why are you why are you not married why are you why what's wrong with you they start giving that side eye like what's going on don't worry about that i'm waiting on god <laughs> Codependency families. And so this is uh really important. And I'm almost finished, y'all. Um, I was in prayer about some things I'd experienced. And I said, God, why do people treat me like I am baby Jesus? I did not bow on the cross for these folks' sins. Like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. <laughs> um, and he says, Tomeco, you've always been responsible. And you find in your family or in your upbringing, if you were the one who was the Joseph of the family, you were a responsible one in our in, in, in childhood or growing up, you were the one that was just responsible. People just depended upon you a lot. 
or you took on certain adult roles in your everyday life now, in your everyday life now, or in your relationships currently, you tend to be the caretaker. Leaders have, I, I see a lot of leaders. We said this, I mean, I, sometimes I feel like I have, I'm having the same conversation, different people. Leaders tend to fall into this category as well of being the responsible one. You don't know how to tell people you got to figure this out on your own. Mm -hmm. All right. So what did you do last few things that we were done? We got to repent <clears throat> because if you're like me under the sound of my voice, you do, you can't bury your head in the sand and just play victim. One, God warned you and the people warned you because there is no temptation that's common to man, but God will always provide you with a way of escape. So you can't just, oh, this person did this to me. I was, uh. mm -mm. Go for God. God, I'm sorry. Cause your word clearly said I need to acknowledge you in all my ways. I didn't, I didn't want to hear what you had to say. So that's, you know, it is what it is. We all have to repent at some point. Repent, then term. Determine not to uh, give up. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to not only to, to give you strength. Okay, the Holy Spirit, um, because it's such a stronghold, the Holy Spirit will truly help you to overcome this stronghold. Have someone who will hold you accountable. You do need some type of godly counselor, someone that is not vested in who who's not going to be your yes people and again that's another thing that happened the more people see you in a success story you have like a lot of yes people in your life sometimes these people can see you going on the wrong down the wrong direction and because either they're fans they're not real friends or they don't want to offend you they don't say what what is clearly there this ain't it okay <laughs> set a plan of what you will do to recover um, for me, I had a set of plan of, and I'm not, not, I wasn't in like no romantic relationship, but just relationship in general, people had detached themselves to me. And I just made a plan that this is what I'm going to take care of myself. I'm not going back here. These are the steps that I need to take based on what's going on. I'm going to take more vacations, stuff like that. So I won't find myself connecting with people who just need, uh, stuff. Okay. So set a plan. You want to fast. It's something that, that only come, uh, victory through fasting and prayer ask for forgiveness for those whom you have offended remember your choices always affect someone else you cannot just keep moving forward particularly when you've allowed like i say for example you you uh you've had people in like that affected uh your family members or they or or nasty to your family and and your children and stuff like that you can't just move forward and say well, god forgave god forgive me the only guy can judge me no you have to go back to the people that you've offended as a part of being, if, if that is your case, to go back to those people that you have offended as a result of having these people. Like if you know, if you, if your uh, uh, ex disrespected your kids and your mama and your daddy, you know, and 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 half the people, you just you know, what I'm saying whoever you allow that person there, you have to repent to the people that have been affected negatively by your poor choices. All right, obviously therapy uh, helps, support groups helps, resources. These getting more information will help you to make a better choice because you will find the choices that you have made. Someone has had there's a ton of information. I'm a huge reader. So my thing is getting to a beach, getting somewhere relaxing, uh, having a day off and then getting some resources that speak to my situation. My book, um, Soul Ties that speak to my situation okay that can help me to give me information once you get new information it'll ch change your heart okay and evaluate your circle some of y'all had sought well you cannot seek wise counsel from carnal people about your future and your destiny and who you want to be in relation with some people just want to see you in relationship they really do some people give you wrong counsel 
because they just want to see you with somebody. They will counsel you right on up in the true arms of a demonic agenda. And so that does not mean you got to be kind of snobbery and, 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 and dismiss people from your life because they told you wrong or they made you feel like um, your standards were too high. You just have to know in the back of your mind, these are not people that I can seek wise counsel from in regards to my life and my my relationships. But there are other people. You need a Deborah, you need an Ezra, some people who somebody who's not emotionally invested in you and not gonna counsel you to the arms of a demon. They don't care whether or not you single or not. They're gonna tell you the truth whether you like it or not. Okay. They want to hold you accountable. You should always have accountability people. Your friends are not always accountability. Your friends are not always your accountability people. You know? Uh, so I talked about the spirit of Deborah and uh, I haven't done the spirit of Ezra. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe not next, but I'll do that. Um, maybe at a different time. Cause I didn't really study uh, Ezra until God told me to like this past summer. So that was really cool. Anyway, so I'm Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I do accept, not, I, I know I was talking real fast, but I have a lot of information. And I just, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Go to my website, www.drsamariacobra.com. My books are there My uh, to request speaking engagement. Do not DM me. Do not text me. Do not email me. The only way <laughs> that you can get in contact with me is via my website. That's com. I do the training courses, www.trainingchristianleaders.com or uh, com. We are located in Greensboro. Hey, God. And we do accept most insurances. God bless you. We'll be back another day, another time, another banger, y'all. Bye.